Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers postgame show. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I am flying solo after this game. Yes, it's the first week after, uh, I guess the first show that we've, that we've done after the game, where I don't have Lance Williams with me. Why? Because Lance was in attendance in Oakland to witness this. Um, there's a lot of words I could use to describe this that are not appropriate for this show, but it was bad. And he was there in person. And I'm sure we hear all about the environment. There were a lot of Steeler fans in attendance. I was texting him throughout the game and, um, it was bad all the way around. So with me flying solo, I want to make sure that if you're watching live on YouTube, you understand that for the majority of the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about the game for those that might have made need to get caught up or just want my insights on the game going to be relying a lot on um, you in the comments, you in the um, live chat, you know, questions, concerns. There's a lot of concerns. The Steelers have now lost three games in a row. Their record slips to seven, five, and one. And that lead that used to be so great in the AFC North is still uh, where it is entering this week. Even after the Ravens lost to the Chiefs, the Patriots lose to the Dolphins and the Texans lose to the Colts. The Steelers had a golden opportunity to not only take a really strong stance on the AFC North division, but also possibly improve their AFC playoff picture standings. And now, after this loss, the attention, in my opinion, doesn't go to division or anything. It just goes to, will this team even make the playoffs? Uh, right now, I believe that there are a 60% chance, according to FPI, that they will make the postseason. But right now, this team is reeling. And there are a ton of questions that have yet to be answered and none larger. You can talk time management and all that stuff, but none larger than this simple question. And that is if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt in the first half at some point and it's a rib injury and he's questionable return and he comes back to the sideline and he, you assume because he does not reenter the game right away that he's an emergency quarterback at best. Okay. But then all of a sudden, when the Steelers start to lose the game, they're trailing for the first time since the very first series where Oakland scored. Now, all of a sudden, he suits up and he goes back in. If Ben was able to play, this team was not up by 25 points. It was not a blowout where you're thinking, all right, we're just going to put it on cruise control and then um, we'll, we'll let Ben rest and he'll be ready to go for New England. Now, this game was very tight the entire time. No team ever led by more than four points, except for the Raiders leading by seven on their first drive. And so 
I, I don't have a, an answer for that. And Mike Tomlin in his post-game press conference was asked, why didn't he go in earlier? He said he could have, but they felt that the team had a flow. That was his word, not mine. It had a flow with Joshua Dobbs, a quarterback. This flow that I'm talking about is essentially punt, downs, interception, punt. Where's the flow in that part of the game where, where Joshua Dawes was in? I'm not sure. But that's the number one issue that I have after this. You can talk about um, the, the, the timeouts at the end of the game. You can talk about um, questionable calls, play calls, stuff like that. But ultimately, for me, if Ben Roethlisberger plays four quarters, the Raiders don't win. He didn't play four quarters, but he could have played three and a half, but instead they didn't put him back in the game. I, I get it. I get what they were probably thinking. The thought process was probably something along these lines. Coach, Ben's got a rib injury. Okay, can he play? He can, but if he takes another shot, it could get worse. All right, we got a tough stretch coming up. I think we can win this one with Dobbs, and then hopefully Ben will be ready to go for New England. He'll be pretty much healthy. That's probably what the conversation was. But at some point, you got to see how the game's playing. And if he's healthy enough to play, this team is not, uh, you know, an 11 and 2 team or whatever the case may be. They're struggling right now. They've lost two in a row and now they've lost three in a row. And it was ugly, ugly, ugly. I can't really epitomize the, if, you, if I'm thinking back of one play that kind of epitomizes the game, it's a game winning field goal. Or that game time field goal. Okay. So 15 seconds left in the game, one timeout remaining. The Steelers run a hook and ladder. James Washington catches it, pitches it to Juju Smith Schuster. He's rumbling down the sideline. He gets out of bounds. And then Chris Boswell has a 40 yard field goal to send the game to overtime. He slips. The kick is blocked. It wouldn't have gone in anyways. And game over. That's it. I, 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 I have literally, sometimes I'm left speechless with this team. And this certainly would be one of those moments where I am left speechless. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I didn't think that the team as a whole played very well. This Steelers team always talks about their offensive line and how good they are. Uh, they certainly did not open up holes for the running backs. Uh, Jalen Samuels played a good game as a receiver. That's expected. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was tremendous. I thought he had a very good game, spoiled by another loss. Um other than that, defensively just was, oh my goodness, it was horrible. Can't get off the field on timely downs. And Mike Tomlin did say something that was correct in his post-game press conference. He said that the Steelers are there on defense. They're just not making the plays on the ball. And that is the truth. How many times we saw Joe Hayden, we saw Morgan Burnett, saw Mike Hilton, saw Sean Davis, all of which were right there. And they did not even get a hand on the ball. That's the thing for me. So you talk about the big play in the fourth after the Steelers go down and score to take the lead, and Derek Carr throws a dime, but Morgan Burnett, all he has to do is put his hand on the ball, and he he misses, and they complete it down to the 10-yard line. We all know how they scored there. Um, Joe Hayden was another one where they ran the inside slant. I, I just They're just swiping at the ball. I'm not a technician. I'm not about to try to credit be critical of their form and how they're doing things. All I know is that they're in position, like Tomlin said, but their ball skills are absolutely atrocious. The only time they got a turnover today was a very questionable fumble when Derek Carr was sacked. I believe Derek Carr was sacked three times. I'll double check the statistics. Um, 
that's not a bad day for the Steelers, but they could have gotten home a lot more. They, yeah, he was sacked three times. Um, just horrible. And, and then you, you look at the sacks for the Raiders even. Uh, they had one, but they were around the quarterback a lot. This is a team that had 10 sacks throughout the entire year. You would hope that if there was a game that the Steelers could keep their quarterbacks healthy and upright, they would do so. That wasn't the case. Uh, they were under duress a lot. So, uh, you know, a lot of questions were asked to Tomlin in the postgame presser about Boswell. Uh, what are they going to do with him? What do they think? And he was really kind of moot about it. He didn't really say much. He said that it was disappointing. Um, they'd have to eat a lot of salary cap if they did cut him. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but, you know, a lot of people are going to be uh, – a lot of people already in the live chat are talking about the upcoming stretch for the Steelers, and it is a really tough stretch. Uh, New England's coming to Pittsburgh uh, at Heinz Field next week in Week 15. Follow that up by a trip down to New Orleans uh, to play the Saints. Now, they've already clinched their division. Not sure what their playoff situation will look like after this week or next week. And then they finish up with a home game against Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not, I have not looked at the other schedules yet and see who the Ravens play um, or anyone else that, that's that's technically in the picture. But the Steelers being guaranteed a spot is not a guarantee at all. At one time, it looked like it. It looked like they were going to walk away with the AFC North. They were going to walk into the playoffs. They were looking at a possible for number one seed, number two seed maybe at the worst. Well, here's the thing. They've lost three in a row, and now nothing is certain. So I, I'm not sure what to think about this team moving forward. Um, I, I, I guess I should say someone just said the Ravens have the Buccaneers, Chargers, and Browns to finish out their season. Not really murderers row, although the Browns are playing better. Um, and it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this is handled. Um, as fans, you're mad, you're furious, rightfully so. Uh, for the players, I'm sure they're equally or more, more upset. Uh, these are three games that the Steelers have lost, which, by you, by, mind you, they were 0-4 against the AFC West this year and the last three losses have all been to afc west teams afc west is considered the best team in the afc the best division in the afc i should say and they showed that they showed a big time so now let's get to um let's get to some questions shall we i think that you don't want to hear me ramble on much longer if you have a question uh you know go ahead and fire off in the youtube live uh, comment thread here, and uh, we'll see what we get going. Here we go. First one, Dominic. Do you think James Conner will be able to play next week? You know, those are reports saying he should before the game. Uh, several beat writers say, did say that it's not likely. I'm going to say that he's probably not going to be able to play next week. The big injury now is Ben Roethlisberger. Is Roethlisberger able to play? So we'll see how that pans out as the week goes on. Um, let's see here. Has Antonio Brown lost a step? No, I don't think so. Um, I'd have to watch this game again, you know, to see how they how they handled Antonio Brown. I know that they had Conley uh, kind of rotating with him. Sometimes he, well, it's tough to also. He had Juju had a good game, but when when you have Joshua Dobbs come in for an extended period of time, you're not so sure what's what's happening. And Antonio Brown could have been wide open. Is he losing a step? I don't think so. I, I don't think so at all. I think this team is is in trouble. Um, let's see here. What do I what do you, what do I make of Mike Tomlin saying Ben could have come back in earlier? I mean, I like I said, I I understand what they were trying to do. They're trying to say, look, we can win this game without him. Let's not have him get hit 
or have something injured worse by him taking a shot. And the problem was is that after the they waited until they were trailing to put him back in the game. I think that after Dobbs was struggling a little bit, I would have said, okay, Ben, we're going to need you. All right, Dobbs doesn't have the magic tonight, so um, we need you out there. And he didn't do it. And he didn't do it, and they kept on letting him go, letting him go, letting him go, and then all of a sudden, there you go. So Lance Williams just chimes in. He was on the live chat. Um, he's saying you got to figure out how to get AB involved against a high safety. That's the truth. They've been trying to work him underneath, but they're, they're dropping linebackers into that spot, so it's going to be interesting. A lot of fire Tomlin, fire Colbert. I'm not sure how you fire Kevin Colbert. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, and Ron, Ron says, Jeff, when will people realize this team needs to be tore down from top to bottom? I, I really disagree with that sentiment. Um, I, I think that the Steelers have done a tremendous job in, in certain positions, not all positions, of kind of restocking the shelves, so to speak, um, by really making sure that, you know, that they're getting some young talent infused in. You think of Juju Smith-Schuster as one guy. Um, you look at James Conner as another option. You have some of these offensive linemen that are stepping in, uh, whether it's Chucks or whether it's, or Chooks, I'm sorry, Chooks Okorafor or it's um, BJ Finney. You look on the defensive side of the ball, you got Javon Hargrave, um, Sean Davis, I thought is having a decent season. I don't think anyone on the defense outside of that defensive front seven is having a tremendous year, but ultimately I don't think it's time to tear this thing apart. Uh, it's, it's natural for fans to feel that way, but um, I, I don't, I don't agree with it and that's fine. That's your, that's your opinion. That's my opinion. Um, someone said, uh, how long do you think, uh, think how long do you think this will go on before the Rooney's finally have enough? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, they obviously don't like change. They haven't changed. Um, you know, they never fire their coaches. Chuck Noll retired. Bill Cowher retired uh, since 1969. We know the consistency, but here's the thing. Uh, the only way they would consider it, in my opinion, is if Tomlin doesn't make the playoffs this year. And even then, I don't think they'd get rid of him. I think that it might put him on notice, but I don't think they would get rid of him. Um, I, I just don't – you guys, sometimes fans have this knee-jerk reaction where they want to – to say, okay, they should have gotten rid of Boswell earlier in the season. Well, that's not really an option because, okay, so here's Mike Tomlin. He's not out there missing kicks, okay? He's not a special teams coach, uh, but he's not out there missing kicks. And he and the Steelers organization, the Rooney's included, okay? No deal happens without Art Rooney the second signing at this check. So I hope that people realize that. And they had just given Chris Boswell this big contract. He's the fourth highest paid kicker, I believe. You don't, you don't cut a guy that you just did that to. I mean, it would be one thing if he was on a lesser contract. He's struggling. Look, we can just cut ties with him. The salary cap uh, hit is going to be very, very minimal. Boom, we're gone. We'll bring in a free agent acquisition, and we'll try to make do. That's not the case. The Steelers have put financial backing into Chris Boswell. You can't just cut him. Uh, now, now can they cut him? That's a different story. You look at where the team is. But earlier in the season, you just can't. I hope people realize that Art Rooney II is more involved than people think. Uh, he's not Jerry Jones, where he has his own radio show and he's, you know, doing everything that he's he's on the media around the media all the time. But he's more involved than people think. I I, I don't know what they view from him. Like he's some higher, you know, there's some 
uh, team president that just sits up there and watches practice. Um, he's very hands-on. So I, I, I don't know. I'll put it this way. The only way Tomlin's job is even close to in jeopardy is if this team misses the playoffs. And even then, I don't think that they get rid of him. Period. I'm just putting it out there. Um, if you're someone that wants him fired, that you're you can fire. The, the people want everyone fired. They want fire Butler, fire Feetner, fire Tomlin, fire Smith, fire Colbert. They're they're on the fire spree right now. That's just not how I think because I try to bring a little bit of a realistic approach to this. So we'll see how it goes. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Science. Someone said Scientry Archer. That's funny. Um, chances we make the playoffs. That's Matt, Matt asked that question. It, and I believe I saw on Twitter that the FPI states that the football, uh, pro football index said uh, 60% chance that the Steelers make the playoffs uh, and their chances of winning the division have gone down tremendously. They're going to need, and here's the, th- here's the thing. You, you say things like they're going to need some help. Well, they got a lot of help today, and they didn't help themselves. Um, today's win would have been enormous. Not only for ending the losing streak, it would have really given them a cushion in the division. You look at how the rest of the AFC pay, played out with, you know, the, you look at the a team like the, the Colts beating the Texans. Um, you look at the Dolphins beating the Patriots. All this stuff kind of fell into place, and then just doesn't work out for them because they... In, in, in Oakland, it's just there. It's it's their house of horrors. Um, every I swear, every every team it seems like. And I'm a Pittsburgh fan uh, for a long time. For the Penguins, uh, it was the, where the Phillies, the, the Flyers play. That was their house of horrors. When Crosby was younger, he couldn't win there. It just seemed like no matter what it was, he couldn't win there. Ah, that sense has changed. But you look at the, for for the Pirates in baseball, it was always Milwaukee. They could never win against the Brewers in Milwaukee. Now that this they played better there this year. But it, for some reason, Oakland, my goodness, Oakland, the team, Steelers just cannot win um, you know, in Oakland. So uh, another person asked, will Chris Boswell have a job tomorrow? This is a really tough question. I'd be curious to see what Lance thinks about this. But um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because I don't think the Steelers are ready to eat the rest of this contract. I I, I just said that's the, I'm looking at this from a – trying to take the fan side of me out of it and take a more of a, a of an outsider's view. I just don't think they can take the hit, but ultimately I wouldn't be stunned if he is gone. If he's gone, if, if I wake up tomorrow or midway through the day tomorrow, they say that they've released Chris Boswell. They're bringing in kickers for a tryout. Um, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure what they're going to do. If I'm going to put money down, I'm putting money down that he stays. Even though he today he went, made an extra point, uh, clanked one in off the right upright, missed two field goals. That's awful. So here we go. Um, Jeff, what are your thoughts about uh, <laughs> the used car we bought for $5 million from named Morgan Burnett? Burnett? Man, Morgan Burnett has been very disappointing for me. And this is funny because when, when the Steelers signed him, I reached out to uh, the Acme Packing Company. That is the... SB Nation's website for the Green Bay Packers. So the behind the steel curtain sites, the Steelers, they have all 32 teams. So I reached out to their editor and said, hey, you know, what can you tell me about Morgan Burnett? And he gave me a long, I answered a lot of my questions. It was very insightful. But the one thing I read that always stuck with me was he's always hurt. And I said, my gosh, I, did the Steelers just sign another guy that is constantly hurting? You know, this is coming off the heels of Vance McDonald where he couldn't stay healthy. 
they had gotten Joe Hayden and he didn't stay healthy. And that was the knack on him. Now Vance McDonald has stayed healthy this year and knock on wood. He's been tremendous. Uh, Joe Hayden for the most part has stayed healthy. He's again, again, knock on wood said a good year, but Morgan Burnett's been a disappointment, a disappointment from top to bottom. Um, you look at some of the safeties the Steelers could have acquired through the NFL draft that are making huge, huge contributions to their team. A guy like Derwin James that the Steelers saw last week could have taken him and they didn't. And so it's going to be interesting. It, it, they obviously are going to be stuck with him for the rest of this year. Will they cut him after this year? Maybe his history shows he's only played in one 16 games. Uh, he's only played in one 16 game season in his career. And his rookie year was 2010. He was a part of the Green Bay Packers team that beat the Steelers. He was hurt, actually. Um, and, you know, he was hurt for when the Steelers lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 45. So it's, it's disappointing because even when he is healthy, he's just not that good. He's just not that good. You know, you, you get him, and everyone said, this is the guy that's going to be able to cover tight ends, play that linebacker role in the box and tackle well. He might be able to do that, but coverage, awful. But then again, the entire secondary was awful and has been for a while. So keep the questions coming. I hope that um, I hope you guys can stomach it. Uh, it's going to be tough this whole week leading up, and then you get the Patriots coming to town. is not going to be fun. But nonetheless, there are three games left, and you never know. No one would have predicted the Steelers would have lost the last three. And who would – I can honestly say this team is so inconsistent. I wouldn't be shocked if they win the next three. And you, you would all of a sudden say, wow, this team's on a roll going to the playoffs. So we'll see. Um. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know. Maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.